0: Welcome to episode two hundred and twenty-one of Brutal Battle. That's a voice you guys probably haven't heard for a bit. It's been a while, and I know that's something that you usually bring up when you come on the podcast. Yeah, longest been? Like. Uh, this is the longest. I think it's been about a year and a half. Yeah, it's been maybe yeah. not quite a half, but definitely a bit yeah. over a year, yeah. a year and some months. Um, don't take this the wrong way, but I forget about you, Mark. Uh, it happens, you know? <laughs> we had our D&D, and then that kind of dispersed, and we That's forget
1: and kids and all that other stuff. Yeah. You know, it happens.
0: Well, for me personally, my actual issue is I'm I'm the type of person where if I don't have normal interaction with you, yeah, yeah. I just forget. Like, I'm a hyper-focused type person, so like whatever's in my immediate sphere is what I'm thinking about. So, it's only when I, like, don't have things to do and I'm kind of, like, relaxing that I start thinking about things outside of that sphere. Yeah. And that's when Mark enters my yeah. my brain. <laughs> Plus, I'm more of a
1: casual <clears throat> than, you know, uh, really get into the nitty-gritty of beer. So, I don't think I'm your typical
0: yeah guest. So. But I will say, one of the things I appreciate most about you is when I do text you, on just like, hey, we well, want to do an episode or a few episodes or whatever. You're just like... Yeah, when when are you thinking? Yeah, like there's yeah. so many people who are just like, oh God, I just That's I right. just don't even know. I, I just uh,
1: when people say I'm too busy, oh, come on, you're never too busy. I have a kid, another one on the way. I I can Congrats. find time. Thank you, yeah. I can find time. I mean, yeah. you know, well, and you have different types
0: of parents too. Like yeah, some people yeah, are yeah. like, I need to be there every second of every day. Yeah, and like, you don't need to, but yeah, he's whatever. not even at our house right now. So there you right. go. Yep. Cool. So we're going to actually have a warm-up beer because the topic ties in, and hopefully this is a nice beer, so we'll talk about that. Um, It's going to be, once again, with this podcast, I know I've said it before, I'm not super, super timely with putting episodes out to match up with beer news. Right. You'll get the news at some point, um, especially if it's relatively big. So we're going to cover the Trillium ordeal that's kind of blown up, which, you know, it's not like it's over. It's something you can always talk about, so it's still relevant. So we're going to talk about that, the Trillium issue. We'll go into what the issue was and our feelings on it, stuff like that. So I'm doing a warm-up beer from Trillium, which makes sense, uh, because we were up there very recently in the end of September this year. So uh, what we have here is one of their Faded Farmer beers. It's a whole series they do. It's just kind of barrel-fermented wild ales. And this is one done with plum, so it's just kind of a plum wild ale, and the ABV on it is 6.9, so relatively on the low side. And this was actually just packaged back in February of this year, so I didn't, you're not going to hear me popping the cap or anything, I already opened it before Mark got here, because since it's a wild ale, I was like, there's a possibility it could just flow everywhere, uh, okay, and I just didn't want to mess <clears throat> with that. So it's already in her glasses. Um, Hazy. Yeah, not super hazy, but hazy. Yeah, uh, orangish, yellowish. It's got like a little bit of a head on the top that's it just does. been sitting there. Kind of. I mean, it looks kind of nice. All right, swirled up in smell. Ooh, definitely sour. Kind of sour. Yeah. yeah, it's like I get a lot of lemon initially.
1: Oh, I can see that some kind of some kind of berry, probably the plum, because
0: I can see that on the. Like yeah. I feel like the plums imparting a little bit of a of like a sweetness yeah. in the nose as well. Although I could also see where some of the sourness could be coming from like a plum skin. Because have you ever had it when you have like you know, it, it's it's much like right, a lot yeah, of other yeah, fruits it where, it like, keeps, some of them are tart or some of them are more ripe it's got and a little sweet. Bitterness and yeah. Like, sometimes I'll bite into a plum, which I don't have plums often, but when yeah, I do, a- sometimes I bite into it and, like, just it seems like in the skin, <clears> there's, like, a real quick tartness. Yeah. And it smells kind of like that. I smell a little bit of honey, too. I can see that. I don't
1: doesn't really smell like Brett funky to me. No, I don't smell any real funkiness. It's really sweet and quite sour at the same time.
0: Yeah. There's nothing funky about it. Maybe a little wheat driven on the nose as well. well I'm ready to try it. Mm
1: hmm. Ooh. That's good. It's not as good. Wow. Like, I was, when I smelled it, I thought it was going to be the, those teeth, that teeth clenching, like, mm-hmm. mm, you know
0: but this is very smooth that's enjoyable based off the smell though i i think for me it's hitting more sour than i thought based on the smell but it it's it's like kind of like a medium sourness yeah there's it, it it's not super
1: sour but it's yeah. definitely the the biggest part of the beer yeah and it kind of just tastes like but it goes down smooth which is yeah surprising like this i could Usually sours and bitter beers, it's like a taste of it, and I'm I'm pretty good about it. But I could mm-hmm. probably drink more of this.
0: There's, um, I mean, really a lot of what it tastes like to me is just kind of like a mixture of like a sour lemon with the actual fruit of a plum. Yeah. And then a little bit of honey on the end with a little bit of hay mixed in. The plum is good. You know, I, yeah. you know plum beers, I don't think this would probably be my first, so. Okay. I like it um the sourness actually lingers which some beers it really doesn't do that but it's lingering definitely lingers on the tongue yeah creating a little bit of phlegm in the back of my throat yeah which sour <clears throat> beers will do but i'm a, i'm okay with that so um let's start talking about this trillium sure. ordeal so if people don't know uh the big thing was that someone had posted on um uh, a forum on beer advocate mm-hmm. that trillium was doing some shady stuff and this person did it anonymously, so you know, take that for what it is. And they basically said, "Correct me, because you had read up on this." I, so. Yeah, I read. I read the actual um, uh, forum. So. Oh, but quote, I mean, it was did. it was pretty heavy. Oh, okay. It was like a
1: hundred pages of it at oh, that Jesus. point. I kind of read the first couple yeah. pages and then read
0: some, you know, actual articles on it. So, so uh, correct me if I get anything wrong okay. or if I forget any of the allegations. So the allegations I remember, uh, the biggest one was the fact that they were messing with people's pay. That it was something to the effect of people were uh, moved to a different position that was – or a different location. Yeah, I want to say they like moved across the street or
1: something to a new building and then they rehired
0: all the people at like a –
1: lower level of pay. $3 less an hour. Yeah, And that was tipped, you know, plus
0: whatever tips they make. Yeah, Uh, so it seemed like they – from the allegation that they were saying they were trying to, to rely more heavily on the customer's tipping for these people to get paid as opposed to them actually paying it out. Yeah. Which I have a problem in the first place with tipping. tipping. There you yeah, go. It's such BS. I think we're
1: the only ones. Just pay them a, a living wage so that, you know, don't exactly. pass the buck to the customer. If they, if you want a tip, pl- you know, whatever. But, you know, they shouldn't be making, I don't know, what, if $5
0: an hour plus yeah. whatever tips they make. It's like pay them what they're worth. The problem with tips, in my opinion, is it becomes the nice guy tax. Yeah. It's just nice people will give the tip. So you're just ch- naturally charging your nice customers more and the jerks aren't going to give the tip. Right. So you're just like rewarding a-holes. Really. Right. Like it's like, it just seems dumb and to me. And you don't
1: know who you're tipping because it gets passed to the, you know, the bus boys mm-hmm. and then, and, and everybody else. Yep. And then there was also the issue with, the people behind the counter at the new location were making tip wages too, and no one knew that, so they had yeah. you know that was so a, yeah, maybe it comes on the receipt, but I'll never tip anybody at a cash register yeah. if you're just giving me you know a can of beer, so
0: yeah, that's another big issue that I would have with them well, <clears throat> excuse me, well i I was initially planning on just laying out all the allegations oh, okay. and then doing it but honestly st- since we started talking it just makes more sense to me to just do them one by one. Hmm. So let's you know finish up with with what we think of the okay. of the wage one. Um so your initial thoughts on this. <laughs> Something to
1: me got lost in translation cuz is is a company really this evil to fire somebody and then rehire them? I mean maybe they plan on rehiring new people at that wage at their new location, and some people got, old people got into that, lost into that shuffle, and then, I just can't imagine that they would do that, so, but, businesses are there to make money, so, you don't
0: really know. So, I actually listened to a podcast interview with the, one of the owners of Trillium, uh, the podcast was done by Beer and Brewing Magazine, they have their own podcast, And I think it was like the head editor of it who was doing the the questioning, uh, the interviewing of J.C. Trid- Triteau or okay. Tarot, something like that is the last name. I'm sorry if I got it wrong. Uh, but he he did a really good job with asking questions and You know, making him kind of answer Mm because he was a little evasive at times on the questions, which never bodes well. But but at the same time, it could have been a situation where he just doesn't interview well. Right. And that's what it was. I don't know. But on the topic of this wage situation, he said that he didn't know about it. So and he stressed a lot of the time in that interview that it's a big company. It's consistently growing. They currently have three locations and they're going for a fourth location. So I understand that he definitely cannot be involved in everything and he right. can't know everything. And it, and in that situation you hire people to do jobs for you and you need to trust them. So when stuff like you know bad stuff happens and you <clears> didn't know right. about it, I'm sure that's really tough on the owners because they didn't know. But that said, I have a hard time believing that wage stuff he didn't know about because as the head of a company you're definitely involved in finances. Yeah, I agree. You are 100%, especially because he brought up during the interview that they're looking at uh, having a brewing location in Connecticut on some farm that they want to buy. Hmm. And they were getting ready to do that, but now they changed the wage structure to as a reaction to yeah. this post on Beer Advocate. Did see that. Which is good. I yeah. mean, great on them. Like, that's – it. Too- but it's after the fact, so I wouldn't congratulate him that much. Right, but at the same time, like, there are companies where when they're faced with that, they just 100% deny it and don't change anything. Okay. So I think he definitely deserves credit mm. to, you know, for making, making it right. Like, in my life, I always say that I don't care if someone messes up as long as they apologize and fix it. You know, it doesn't matter to me. Like, if you mess something up... And you don't apologize and you don't fix it, that's when I have a problem, and I think you're a piece of garbage. But I guess you could also argue in this instance that he wasn't going to fix it, but because he got called out, because he got caught, then he did, so... I have a hard time believing, bottom line, that he didn't know about the wages. I think he definitely knew about the wages. Oh, I'm sure he signed off on something, but, you know. If he, did, if he legitimately didn't know about the wage situation, that's being a bad owner, in Correct. my opinion, because you definitely need to know about that. And if that's the case, it shows that he doesn't really care about the employees if you're not looking at what they're getting paid. That's messed up. I so, agree. So... So he doesn't get a pass on that. No. Although, you know, like I said, some of the other things I feel like he kind of gets a pass on because he may not know because that makes – you know, it just makes sense. But, um, yeah, the financing. Oh, and the other thing with the them wanting to buy that farm in Connecticut, mm. he was talking about that and he said it got delayed because of their new wage structure, which, like I said, good on them for doing that. But that indicated to me that he w- has been looking at the finances.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, Because he
0: knows – that they can make that could make he that something. I mean, it's just obvious. he definitely knew, but he, he he had to. Or, like I said, he's just not a good owner. Yeah, com- just being completely oblivious to you know and that's all not the, good All the current employees that yeah, you know, that's almost as bad as maliciously knowing and letting it continue. If you are the owner, so anyway, so that that's the first allegation. Did you have anything else you want to throw in on that? No, I am good. Okay, the second allegation was that they were. Filling crawlers and, and samplers and stuff like that solely with their trub. Yeah. Which trub is basically, like, the bottom sediment of the barrel. That, every little sediment that falls to the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Which he did say that, like, they have some sort of, like, centrifuge where it actually to- it severely mm-hmm. minimizes how much trub they actually have, mm-hmm. which, you know, makes sense. Technology in the craft beer industry is outstanding, and it just keeps getting better, obviously. But... Um, he was saying that that's that's not what they do they and and that's just totally like b s hmm. now I can't you know with a lot of these allegations I can't say that I know or have a good oh, yeah absolutely about yeah. whether it was true or not, but the fact that the wage portion was correct when that got, when that person called it out means right. that at least a part of that post on Beer advocate was true but he was directly affected by it so. You know,
1: is he now just slinging mud it's for the sake of being upset? You yeah. know, but
0: it's hard to yeah, know. You're right. That's that's it's that's very hard to know with that. Yeah. Well, so they're
1: not going to be doing it now because people are going to
0: be looking for if it. that's true, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's another thing of why I think that action was actually taken mm. is because I heard a lot of ripples throughout the craft beer community when this came out, mm. and people were very concerned about it. Like craft beer drinkers aren't. I feel they're very community conscious, especially when it comes to craft beer. They don't want the people making and serving their beer getting screwed over, right? And they don't want themselves to be screwed over. So, you know, some people came out and they're just like, "Well, I'm done with Trillium if this is the case." And so, I think for that reason, well, being one of the reasons that they were kind of like, "We need to fix this because we can't have this type of reputation." So, um, so what are your feelings on the Trub thing? Man, uh...
1: I mean, what do they... I guess they normally dump Trub. Is that, you know, the case?
0: I do. That's what he said. He said that they they don't do that. Like, they don't use the Trub to give to customers in any sense. Like, they don't can it, they don't bottle it, they don't put it in growlers or anything. I feel like you would, you know,
1: if you if enough people have gotten growlers, poured it out, and saw what was in it, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. ha- how, if you weren't getting a growler, would you wouldn't know was the trub? You know what I mean? Like, well, how do they hide the
0: sediment and everything at the bottom? Well, their beers typically are very hazy in the first place. Okay. So it might kind of be easy to hide that because people would just think, oh, it's just like super hazy. Um, and, I, you know, I do see people in this beer group I'm on on Facebook People making posts of, like, pictures of, like, all this nasty gook that was at the bottom of, like, a can that they got mm. from some brewery. Um, I don't know if I've seen it specifically from Trillium or not, but you know, there's some I, I can see town. accidental
1: stuff and things yeah. like that. But, I, and look, you know, again, they're a business trying to make money. This is probably a nice way right. to, you know, save. So,
0: it's it's... I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, they did it. Well... I, I don't know. So... I was of the mind that this could be one of those things he doesn't necessarily know about. Oh yeah, I don't see his him in the day to day anymore in terms right. of, you know, filling growlers. The other thing that I thought about it though is it was kind of weird because in one portion during his interview he said that in in regard to this specific issue, that they they don't do that because they're they're not like trying to squeeze every little penny out of what they're making. But then later on, he talks about how they have massive bank loans and people don't Jeez. understand that about them because when you're a growing organization mm-hmm. or a company like that, you have to take out loans yeah. in order to, to do this. So he really stressed that they don't try and maximize their profits, but then also stressed that they have a lot of loans and they really need to be paying those off and do all this other stuff financially. So that those things didn't match up to me. No, yeah, but uh. –
1: it's like, how much money are they really making by, you know, are they going to be paying bank loans, you know, with selling growlers of trub, I, I, I don't know. Right. And that is the question. I, I'm just like, trying to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're oh, not I a agree. terrible company. I hear you. That does dumb stuff. Because I bet all companies do dumb stuff that, you know, uh, people probably don't know about. But True.
0: No, yeah. I, you know, I agree. I with think you that, that they'll
1: come out fine from this and
0: learn from it. So then um, – I think there was only one other big one, yeah. Which was the allegations that they were actually putting liquor right into beer in order to give it a better barrel character flavor, right. so to speak. Uh, I think the specific allegation was that they were putting actual tequila mm-hmm. in their beer slushies. They had like one that was supposed to be like tequila barrel aged something beer slushy, and they were saying that they actually put tequila in, as opposed to just barrel
1: aging. Before, so it's not like, oh, we're going to put a shot of tequila in this beer and then give it to you, like, you
0: know, like mixing a drink. Right, right, right. And, well, and the big issue with this one is, if it's true, that's really bad because it is illegal. illegal. Um, So, your take on it? I mean, I,
1: I can't imagine that they would do that. Again, I feel like this, you know, maybe they're just slinging mud at this point to... But it's very specific on, you know, tequila and, you know, I don't know what any of the, if they have any other barrel aged outside of tequila. I'm sure they do, but I can see them doing it. I just don't want to believe that they would do it.
0: Yeah. Well, I, my initial thought on that was this could easily be one of those situations where maybe someone did it, but the owner did not know. Because I could definitely see something like that right. being done with the owner not knowing, and it'd be a situation where if the owner knew, he would be like, "Absolutely not," because I am not. Right, uh, I'm not going to risk legal action. But someone much further down the chain who can make that kind of decision on the spot makes it without even either a knowing mm-hmm. that it would be an, an illegality or not caring. Yeah. So. I'm mainly thinking on that one is probably something that the owner did not know about, but you believe it. Is that what I don't, you know, I don't know because here was the other thing is, and once again, this could be that the owner's just not good with interviews, but the question was pointedly asked, did this happen? And he, it felt like a semantics game at the time. He said, that's not what we do. So if you break that actual, Sent a sentence, sentence right, right, down right, right. that's saying we currently don't do that. Right. So, Somebody did it once. And, right.
1: So then he tried to ask him again. And it could have been a one-off thing where, you know, said employee saw it and was like, oh, you know, maybe he's thinking, oh, they must do this all the time. I mean, yeah. we, we
0: don't really know. Right. Well, when he was at he, the, the guy interviewing asked him a second time to, like, get him to say yes or no to it. And he did the same thing where he basically said we don't do that now. Um, in a different way. And then he asked him a third time pointed and he said, so you are saying that this didn't happen in the past. You have never done this. And he said, we correct. Oh, okay. So well. he did finally say, but the thing is when people are kind of elusive like that.
1: Right. Like, you know, he's stretching the truth and then he, you know probably lied about it at the very end cuz it seems like from that interview that they probably did do it
0: at some point. Yeah, and it it does it it felt like it was a lie to me the way he was questioned, but like I said, he could just be bad at interviews. Right. Um so I can give him the benefit of the doubt on that, but the other thing to think about is he can't say yes to that. Even if oh, even if yeah, he wanted yeah, to because that opens you up to legal action. Right. So he wouldn't answer that honestly anyway. Hmm. He wouldn't like think about it. He would definitely not answer that honestly. If that were the case. Yes, yeah, that's true. You're not mm-hmm. going to open yourself up to that <laughs> not at all. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, uh did you have anything else on that particular point? Okay, so mm-hmm. in overall, like overall after you've looked into everything, what are your what's your main like big picture take on this? I
1: I don't think any company is above board. I think every company sort of cuts corners where they can to to, sure. to help maximize profits. These guys got caught doing it. They're going to fix it. So, you know, it doesn't make me enjoy the beer any less, but, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it takes, you know, a bad post on, on the internet to
0: change things for the good. So, yeah. you know. So, my feeling on it is... I think that obviously some of it was true oh yeah if if nothing of it is if none of it's true but just one portion, it was the wage thing obviously because because it's been fixed yeah so just for that alone, it was important that that person made that post right and that it had the impact that it did now it's good on the company that they actually made that change and you know it may have been very reluctantly, but they did it. You know, they made the change, so that's good. So I will give them some credit for that. I don't give them credit for the fact that there was that wage problem yeah. because of all the things going on, I know it's not the one that would be illegal, but for me personally, it's one of the most unforgivable if you don't fix it. Oh, yeah. Uh, because you're not paying people a living wage, and that's really messed up. That shows that you do not care about right. your employees, and if that... Is something that would persist, I would not go to that place and purchase from them. Because I am all about making sure that people get what they're owed. And you're not, you know, trying to rely on me to give them extra money of mine just because I feel bad for them. Uh, You should be doing it because they're your employee, because you should care. So... But I think in the end, it's a good – it's definitely good that this came out. Yeah, absolutely. Just hopefully
1: nothing else comes out because right. then you're really going to question this this company that, you know.
0: The owner's got to be crazy stressed oh, over absolutely. this. absolutely. I will say that. And so I kind of feel bad for him because with the things that potentially he didn't even know about, like, right. that's rough. Because you never, you never want to hear that, like, people you trusted to, like, right. have your back and do things right – Did things maliciously handle that situation? That's for sure. Even if they are friends with you know whoever, sort of. So it's tough, but yeah. So in the end, I mean, it's good. I I think it's also good because it just keeps people on top of other breweries, knowing that this type of stuff can happen. Right. So that's my feeling. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) I think we did all right on that. And mystery beer time. Then let's reward ourselves. My favorite. Eh. Well, we'll see. (laughs) Well, yeah, we'll we'll find out. So the uh, beer A is really orange, in my opinion. It's clear. Well, because of the color, it's a little hard to see through. Yeah, if you put your finger on the other side, but it. I mean, I can see some. Oh, yeah, absolutely, I can see. Kind of clear. That is pretty clear. There's no head sitting. No on. head, Ooh. but a lot of hay. Does that smell so skunky to you? No, not too much. I don't. I don't think so. It smells slightly skunky to me. Not necessarily like it's, um, like light struck or or um, old and and bad. You, you, but it's just the f- note, the flavors,
1: not the necessarily that this beer is. Well, passion. this is where crime. I mean, I'm not saying it couldn't be,
0: but this is where like uh, you know. Someone we've had on the show before, Josh Rodriguez, would say it's kind of like a marijuana-type smell to it, which you can definitely get from yeah, yeah, hops. Yeah, yeah, certain hops, absolutely. Because, yeah. you know, they're related, cannabis and hops.
1: Yeah, oh. Uh...
0: But I do get a decent amount of pine in there.
1: Yeah, I do smell the pine, um...
0: A little bit of, like, a sweet
1: citrus. Yeah, I don't get that marijuana sort of skunkiness too much. I mean... Cause... Well, that's good,
0: though. Yeah, I <laughs> You don't I mean, really uh... want that. I mean, I don't really want that. To yeah, me, but... that's an undesirable scent. It's very, um... It's not that way for everyone, but... No. It smells like it's, like, a double IPA. Yeah, it's not... It doesn't seem too heavy, though. Like... I don't... Like, I don't smell any astringency. It doesn't smell right, high alcohol, but right, it smells... That's... Richer in flavor right. and like it's going to have it's very hoppy, but yeah, it's it's, it's 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 not overpowering. It'll have a decent mouthfeel. I think, yeah, is what it smells like. But yeah, like sweet or uh like citrus and pine and that kind of marijuana type smell. All right, I'm gonna I'm to it. taste it.
1: Hmm. Definitely hoppy. Doesn't not, taste skunky. No, not too um. Not a much not much of an aftertaste. It's really smooth. It is. It's good though. I I enjoy it.
0: Hmm. Hmm. There's a little bit of like a grain finish to it. Oh yeah, it's. It's like a slightly roasty grain finish. So I guess that's because it has like a decent malt backbone to it. Which I like the mouthfeel on this. Wait a minute. Hold on. I I feel like I got a flash of something a little nutty. Dude, this would be crazy if this is that Planners Peanut IPA. If it was, uh, man,
1: it's lacking on the peanuts. I can smell it a little bit, but I would expect that to be like,
0: hit you in the mouth with peanut flavor. I might just feel like I'm getting some of that because it's on my mind because we talked about it. You're
1: psyching yourself out with
0: nuts, man. Yeah, but I feel like... Honestly, it would make sense because I feel like I taste a little bit of a nuttiness on the end, like a little... It, it's not necessarily nut, but like a little peanut. I taste a little honey. Yeah. Well, honey here's nut, the thing. with nut, With that beer, they they use honey roasted mm. peanuts. Well, it may be. And I was saying that I was smelling honey in that. I'm definitely tasting honey in that. Mm-hmm. And I can see where I'm tasting a little bit of like a salt, that salinity. That's a good... Which, yeah, which, it, which,
1: that salt hits your back. And then yes. it's very smooth. Um... And the salt helps make it smooth. I enjoy the beer. beer. I don't think I would ever, you know, have a six-pack of it, you know, to purchase. But it's, you know, I, there's nothing in it that's like, oh, this is, you know, it's smooth. I lo- I don't, like, love
0: this beer, but I like this beer. Yeah, that's pretty much how I feel about it. It's, you know, it's got a, a good amount of, like, a maltiness to it. Um, it's got, like a, like, a kind of like dehydrated orange flavor because mm-hmm. it's not like right a super blast of orange. It's kind of like a sweet orange. But then, like I said, it kind of tastes like there's like a <sighs> peanutiness with some salt and honey in there. And it's smooth. It's like crazy smooth. just your mind playing tricks with you.
1: I mean, right? I, the, salt, the salt and the honey, for sure. The peanut, we'll see. Because, you know, I, I see where you're going with it, but I, I'm not quite sure. It tastes imperial
0: to me for sure, though. Okay. Um, not because I necessarily feel like the alcohol is like that. It tastes like it's maybe seven. Yeah, the, the, this is definitely seven not half.
1: like anywhere higher than eight. It's, but it's, I like that smooth. Yeah, there's not that alcohol, you know, stringency when you swallow. So so
0: this could go two, one of two ways. If that, if that is that peanut IPA then I feel amazing that I was a, that I picked that out. If it's not, <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing because I, like, invented certain flavors in there. And maybe the nuts, but
1: I think everything
0: else you hit, you hit pretty good with it. It's good, though. It's good. I like it. Um, all right, let's go to B. Yeah. I'll keep thinking about what I want to put on A. Eh? It uh, looks like porter stout, something yeah. like that. Very dark, can't the see through it. A little brown on the head. Yeah. Not the most brown, but no, a dec- no, decent amount of color. Yeah. Stout, probably. Ooh, Whoa. smells good. Yeah, it smells... smells chocolatey as hell.
1: Yeah, that's some, that's some dark chocolate Jesus. right there.
0: A... Oh, my God. It's like fudge. Yeah. Almost.
1: I, I think it's a little, uh,
0: like, a darker chocolate. Yeah. Okay. So, like, um, have you ever gone someplace and had, like, a dark chocolate ganache on something? Because yeah. it's kind of a little fudgy. It's like... Yeah. It's got kind of a bit of like a, like a chewy. Yeah, it's almost like caramel, but but it's chocolate, like the caramel type consistency, mm. but it's chocolate. Like that's what it smells like, but it's such. Yeah, this rich is chocolate. heavy on chocolate. Like I get nothing.
1: I mean, I don't smell anything else. Yeah, I don't smell. I mean, maybe it's like a milk chocolate. I
0: mean, maybe a little milk, but it smells creamy. Yeah, and it. You know, honestly, this is one of those I, I haven't said it a lot about all that many stouts but it smells like it's a mix of dark and and milk chocolate kind of okay which is good i like that because you get some bitterness from the uh dark and then you get like that nice creaminess uh with more sweetness from the milk chocolate yeah this kind of smells like chocolate milk i I smell alcohol though this is
1: going to be heavy on i have a feeling this is going to be pretty uh it could be That's a, that's, that tastes
0: like milk chocolate now. Yeah. Like, that tastes like chocolate milk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like back in your elementary school um, cafeteria with those little chocolate milk cartons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's beer form now. Um, it's good. It is good. It's,
1: like, this has got to be some kind of milk stout. I, I can't imagine that it's anything
0: else, like, left-handed, left hand. They're milk stout. This is high. This is high ABV. Like, after my first sip, I was yeah. mainly just tasting the That's chocolate. That's really good, though. I, I enjoy milk stout. so. Second, that second sip, like, really brought the alcohol. Like, a little yeah. tingle in my mouth and in my throat, and then a little bit of, like, the alcohol vapor through my nose. Like this this would be my
1: perfect, like, Christmas beer to just sit oh, yeah. and get, like, just... Feel good because you know that after a, a bottle of this, you're going to be feeling pretty good.
0: It makes me because of how like chocolate or like hot cocoa, mm. chocolate milky it is. It makes me want like a vanilla added in there to act That's, like a marshmallow. Yeah. yeah,
1: me loving mint, that would be mm. just mint in there would just because
0: I love mint yes. chocolate. That, oh. This this would be the perfect base for like a mint chocolate style. Yeah. No, you're right about that. Okay, I like both those beers. Yeah, they
1: they were pretty good.
0: I'm ready for. Uh, okay, I gotta figure out. I might need to taste A just real quick again. It tastes even more orangey now yeah. after you have B, mm-hmm. but it's a good it's a good flavor. I like it. It's good. I don't love it. I, don't, I like it. I just, eh, eh. Yeah.
1: Um, a, I'll give it a five.
0: Okay, because
1: you know it's it's good. Again, it I don't good. think it's above a five simply because I don't would never imagine myself buying it in the store. So,
0: so I was between a three and a four on A, but I think I'm going to go four because yeah. I, what tips it for me is there are a lot of flavors. Yeah, and it's complex that's and it's smooth. smoothness yeah. like it's. There are a lot of beers that don't achieve that level of smoothness, and it's just really smooth, and I, I really appreciate that. So B, that, well, obviously A's overall 4.5. B. This is my type of beer, so
1: I'm giving it a 7. Okay, so the booze for me. The booze would not, yeah. It's really booze, creeping up. Yeah, the the booze sort of knocks it down a bit, but just, it's, you know, it, that's that's a pretty good beer. I like milk stout. so.
0: So the booze for me, as it continues to grow, not only does it impart more of an astringency in my mm. mouth, but it increases the bitterness perception hmm. in the beer. So that kind of is, is the downside, in my yeah. opinion. I can see that. It's not a beer for,
1: you know, everybody.
0: Yeah. It starts to turn the chocolate to more on the dark chocolate side. Okay. Like concentrated dark chocolate, but... It is still good. I feel like I have to give it also a four. Okay. I gotta put it on the exact same level as yeah. A. I like them the same amount, okay. I think. What is I do. what is the middle of so, four and seven? Um
1: It's like a six and a or five and a quarter or something. Yeah, five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah. Yep. So five and a half and so uh four
0: four and, half. Half. four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half, five and a half. So B's obviously the winner of the episode. A loser, but not really a loser. Yeah, both of these, both of these are good beers. All right, so let's go ahead and reveal A. It is in a can. Was the planners? Yes. In the can? Okay. But I think that was sixteen ounce. Uh, and I don't even God. know if we got them, so I may be totally off on this, and I am. Huh, it's Union. It's Union. It's their rye baby seasonal IPA. Rye. The rye. Okay. That's is that what the, the peanut yeah, flavor. That get... Yeah, that. I smell the right rye out. was throwing me off. Yep. Well, it's kind
1: of embarrassing for me, though. Hey, like I said, you know, that's kind of this show, this it's podcast, though. though.
0: It is good. You know, um, be completely wrong with your guess. Trying to see if I can find the oh six point five percent ABV. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I so I've had this before. I'm not sure I remember it being that smooth. Really, that's a really. I don't know. I just feel like that's a really nice achievement that yeah. it's that freaking smooth. It's good. And the other thing is, the beer's been sitting. Oh yeah, it's for got a bit. it's got a
1: bit it's warm. So usually, I think this would be better I think this would be better colder in my
0: opinion, but some people like, you know, IPAs warmer. But well beers naturally get rougher um and less smooth as they warm up. Right, so right, I'm just right. saying the fact that it's still smooth that's true. and it's this warm is pretty crazy to me. So that's awesome. I like that. Yeah. Good. Cool. Good on you You. I'd recommend it to uh people who like yeah. uh IPAs. Oh, definitely. definitely. Or rye. So B, the winner with an overall 5.5 is? Oh, Mark, is this one you're going to want to go out and get?
1: Uh, No, I mean, I have
0: plenty of beers. What the? Okay, this is why it's boozy. It's ballast point. Okay. You like some ballast point. It's victory at sea. You like victory at sea. It is their barrel-aged victory at sea. I saw that at Wine World and thought about getting it. So it is an Imperial Porter with coffee porter. and vanilla flavors. So it does have vanilla, so that's the milk. Added kind. in High West bourbon and rye barrels. Uh, there's a lot of... Okay, I don't, hold on. I'll, I'll say something about this in a minute, but uh, 12% alcohol.
1: Woo! Yeah, it's up there. That is a good beer, though, in terms of... it, high, the 12%. Uh, look, it started creeping up, though. You creep it, but you're you know when you start to get into the double digits, you're going to get it regardless. So, you know, how well do the other flavors, you
0: know, overtake that astringency? Right. And I think it did it well. So I would say, knowing what it is now, mm-hmm. and if I pulled it off the shelf and bought it for myself and sat down and drank it, I would say... Coffee, that's interesting. What I would say is, there's too much chocolate, mm-hmm. and it hides everything else.
1: That, I, I can agree with that. The vanilla, I get in terms of like that, that milk smoothness, yeah, but... Sure. You know, it's not, in terms of like, you know, vanilla, mm-hmm. you, you don't really get it too much. But I, I enjoyed it. I gave it a 7, so I'm not
0: surprised. I would honestly I've had Victory like, at Sea, so, and I like Victory at Sea. In addition to a little bit more vanilla, I would like a bunch more coffee to it. It's lacking
1: a so. bit of the coffee. It's good, though. Which is weird, because chocolate isn't anywhere, and that is the
0: first thing you <laughs> yeah. smell. Well, I mean, yeah, it's got a it's got to stand up yeah. and they probably put a bunch of chocolate malt in there maybe i guess so right. you know but but it is good you know yeah. i'm nit, i'm nitpicking about certain things but that's just to get it to a perfect beer um but it's good both of these are good but, and the faded farmer plum is uh, good. yeah all three good beers i am but very happy. impressed with this episode yeah all right drop the mic on that episode that's it <laughs> Awesome. Well, uh, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Mark, for being here. No problem. Drinking beers with me, yeah. man. And until next time, people, keep it brutal. I feel so-